You're listening to the Exceptional Girls Podcast. I'm Julie Withrow, your host and mom to Maddie, my neurodiverse, twice exceptional teenage daughter. Figuring out Maddie's unique wiring has been a game changer for her and for our relationship, but it took almost 15 years, and that's just too long. I'm on a mission to shorten the learning curve for other families by increasing awareness of neurodiversity in females who are all too often misdiagnosed, misunderstood, or missed entirely. Join me for expert interviews, candid conversations, and hopefully even an aha moment or two as we learn how to help our exceptional girls feel seen, supported, and celebrated. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 1 of the Exceptional Girls Podcast. This project has been a long time in the making, (laughs) y'all. This has been something that's been on my heart and in my mind for, honestly, probably a year and a half, almost two years now. And one, I'm, I'm glad to be here. It's it's um it's exciting and a little scary and a relief even to be recording this first episode after spending so much time thinking about it and if I'm being honest, totally overthinking it. So it's great to be here and I'm so happy you're here with me. I wanted to use this episode though to talk a little bit about why I'm creating this podcast. And In doing that, I can probably also help explain why it's been such a long time coming. You know, this project is very personal to me. Uh, As I say in the intro, I am the mother of my my daughter, Maddie, who is uh, an exceptional girl. And what I mean by exceptional is that she doesn't fit the neurotypical model, if you will. She has learning differences. Uh, She also thinks differently. She just experiences the world differently than so-called average or typical people. I I don't know who those people are, but I guess, you know, they exist. (laughs) And and anyway, she doesn't feel, uh, you know, like like she fits that way. And she didn't. Well, I think now she's getting better at that every day. But there was many years of, of her life where she really didn't know why she felt different. And I really would love to see us as a culture and as a society really begin to embrace differences instead of fearing them or you know, feeling a need to pathologize them. But where we are today, uh, you know, differences are not fully accepted. And so when you feel different, it can be a very confusing, uh, painful, and isolating experience. And I think a lot of kids who uh, think differently or learn differently experience this, right? This, this feeling of being different and therefore not quite fitting in. And it's a really it's a really hard thing for all kids to navigate. I will say however though that I think it is particularly difficult for girls.
girls. In our culture, even, you know, in 2021, we have certain expectations, whether conscious or subconscious, about gender, right? About girls and boys. And girls feel this like hidden, invisible pressure many times to be good girls, right? To be agreeable, to be pleasant, to, you know, not uh, draw too much attention to themselves, to act a certain way, and to not act out. And I personally have seen with my daughter, and know I experienced some of this myself, the girls tend to repress a lot of these feelings of being different. They internalize them. Whereas I feel boys have you know, more of a tendency, not all boys, of course, I don't want to put anybody in a box that would go against my whole purpose here, but you tend to see boys acting out more. So it's pretty obvious, you know, that something else is going on there. But girls all too often just kind of close in on themselves. And I saw my daughter doing that. Uh, And at first, honestly, I didn't even see that she was doing it, right? She She was so just kind of bottled up and I didn't even notice it and and that's that's a really hard thing to admit. But once I did and I really started to listen because she also started to open up to me more and I started to be more available to her. It was very much a two-way street us coming together in the right way at the right time. I really started to see how much she was suffering, honestly. She uh things really came to a head when she was in middle school in uh, really in sixth grade, but things really got to the worst point about the middle of her seventh grade year. And she was so anxious and so um, depressed. You know, it was a anxiety and depression are, are really two heads of the same coin. And I saw both of those <laughs> coexisting in her. Trying to get her to go to her school was al- an almost daily struggle. She, uh, I had would, many days I would have to, you know, convince her to walk through those doors and go in for her first period class. Sometimes we'd have to drive around the block a few times. Sometimes I might walk her around the block. Sometimes we might just say, you know what, not today, and we'd go home. And it was just so, I just couldn't figure out, you know, exactly what it was that wasn't working. And it's such a hopeless, helpless feeling as a parent to not know how to help your kid. And all of this is, you know, what's brought me to this point in time where it's really important to me to one, learn myself about how we can know better and do better for our exceptional girls. But two, um, you know, just to share our experience because it was a very 
lonely, and honestly, a pretty dark time for us. And I don't want to see other people have to go through some of the experiences that that we went through during that time. So fast forward to today, uh, Maddie's now, I'm recording this, uh, in between her freshman and sophomore year of high school. And, you know, we've had a few uh, changes along the way, right, in that middle of her uh, seventh grade year. I withdrew her from her school and gave her a chance to decompress uh, and actually unschool, if you're familiar with that concept, which is basically where you just let your kids self-direct. And ever since then, right, it's been, I guess, almost two and a half years now, she has really become a different person. Um, We found We got a much better sense of what type of schools, uh, learning environments, if you will, because they're not always traditional schools, uh, what type of learning environments would work best for her. We also um, investigated uh, another diagnosis um, that was very eye-opening for her. And, you know, but mostly our relationship has shifted the, that's the most profound change that we've experienced uh, since since that time in the middle of seventh grade to where we are today as she's getting ready to enter uh, her sophomore or 10th grade year. And it's just, it's really amazing how far she's come, how far I've come, how far our relationship has come. And I, I'm just really passionate about, one, sharing it so that people uh, can hear our story and, you know, not feel alone, right? Know that there are other people going through the same things. Because I really know how lonely it can be uh, when you don't feel like anybody else understands what you're experiencing. So first and foremost, you're not alone. There are lots of us who have gone through this, are going through it, and many people who can help us navigate it. And that leads me to my next uh, goal, and that is that you gain some additional insights, the information, the courage, whatever it is that you need to advocate for uh, the exceptional girls to help them be seen for who they are to get the supports that they need to feel successful, and, you know, most importantly, to be celebrated for their unique uh, strengths and their unique talents, because everybody has something very special to offer. And I believe that our job as the parents or the adults in these girls' lives Uh, Our job is to help them identify what that is and fully live into it. And with that, I'm going to wrap this first episode of the Exceptional Girls podcast. Thank you so much for being here and listening, and I invite you to join me right back here for episode two. Thanks for tuning in to the Exceptional Girls podcast. If you liked today's episode, It would mean the world to me if you'd subscribe, leave a rating and review, 
and recommend it to just one other person who you think would benefit from listening. Even a small act of support helps the podcast reach more people, which in turn helps increase awareness and understanding of exceptionality in girls. And if you have suggestions for future episodes, please share them. You can connect with me, your host, Julie Withrow, through our website at exceptionalgirlspodcast.com forward slash contact. And that's a wrap. Ciao for now.